And now we're back. Welcome back to the Tim Biscuit Podcast. We'll do this as a part two because we got cut off from Skype. Um, I can't remember what we were saying before. What was we saying before? It was along the lines of, you think Boris Johnson's going to make an announcement. That's it, yeah. So you've got a better memory than me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think within the next week, I said a few days, but I'm going to change it to a week, um, it'll probably make an announcement of wearing a masks outside, which goes back against all their evidence, uh, all their advice, rather, of opening windows in your house, because it's just going to despair. It's how far can it travel? Excuse me, there's also a misconception of the social distancing rule. It's not a rule, it's a guidance. But we did mention, or I mentioned to you, that people who are questioning things, and this relates to the Twitter page, that people who um, question things are classed as far-right people now. I've like, seen that. Conspiracy theorists are all far-right, selfish, blood on the hands, um, and things like that. What do you think to people like that? Because... Not only are we losing free speech, our like freedom of opinion, our freedom to question, which everyone should question. The only narrative people are getting, as I mentioned in my last YouTube video, uh, are from the BBC. And we all know the BBC is a corporation that hid uh, a paedophile for years, Jimmy Savile. And people knew in that corporation what it was doing, but yet we put all our trust in the BBC. We put all our trust in the government that proved to lie. Uh, when people say the government wouldn't lie to us, well, we'll go back to the second Iraq war where there was um, um, the weapons of mass destruction dossier. And I think it's Dr. Scott Scott Kelly, was it? Said it was a load of bullshit and basically went out to walk his dogs and committed suicide, cut his wrists mm. and had some sort of painkillers. So when people say the government won't lie to us, what reason have they got to lie to us? Control the destruction of the human race, God's god's creation because i think a welsh university read in on the news last night that and they're developing some sort of patch for covid some sort of vaccine patch you know it's like a disposable one that sort of you can put on your a bit like a nicotine patch yeah a bit a bit like a mark that like you'd sort of wear and you'd be allowed to go into shops and buy things and without this mark you wouldn't be allowed to do it a bit like mark of the beast i was gonna say that sounds exactly like mark of the beast and that's that's I what that's why I honestly think this vaccine is a precursor to. Now I'm not one of these ones who would just jump straight on the bandwagon and say it's a conspiracy. I'm going off the way the government's lied, the way the government's handled the situation. I do realise it's a new disease if it is a disease, and they don't know on how it affects them. That's obviously why they've put the 28 day thing in place, because they don't know if that had an impact on the death. But on the flip side of that coin, they can't keep using the data of 20 of like a thousand people have died in one week, dating back four weeks ago. If it's in with a 28 day period of someone getting hit by a bus, New York Times reporter did a report because New York Times, when this first all kicked off, should I say, um, had a list of all the corona virus victims, the sort of this like virus victims on like the front page. And this investigator reporter did some research and found one i have mentioned this before found one that was actually a murder victim but because they got tested because they got tested with covid they were put down in the stats that isn't a true representation of what's going on outside and that's one of the major reasons why i'm calling bullshit on the whole thing if they were up front and honest i think people would have a different outlook but as you say the only source of media and um, information people are getting, should I say rather, are from the media, from these corporations that we know the lie. Panorama's 
known for lying. They're in trouble at the minute again for not only the Tobit Robinson incident, but also now Princess Diane thing. And it's not the first time they've lied about things. So I just don't know where they're coming from. And these people need to have an opinion. But if you have a separate opinion, you're classed as crazy, selfish. I mean, they've now, um, I was just reading when like, um, when like the system crashed that um, there's people walking around Bradford with sort of like a backpack on with two TV screens coming above the head, warning people about coronavirus, the dangers of it. Mm-hmm. And also, also they've put an advert on TV now, aren't they? With is it Chris Whitty who's saying, stay indoors. We've got to get everything down. It is getting like a V for Vendetta. It just sounds a lot like um, 1984, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially is what we're going into. <laughs> and um, we're we're like going to come off um, that, and we'll go on to um, you've got another strike on the you like so it won't be no good at baseball because you've got another strike on the <laughs> sort of YouTube account, aren't you? Yeah. Um. So first strike was for a bit of background. First strike was on a video. Um. Well, I got a couple of warnings. Um. Before. One of them was harassment and cyberbullying for talking about paedophiles on YouTube um, and talking about Pizzagate, uh, which in itself has its own policy on YouTube. You're not allowed to talk about that. Um, same with if you're t- going along the lines of talking about paedophilia and this whole suggestion that there are a lot of people famous faces, public figures who are connected to paedophilia in some way. That gets labelled as harassment and cyberbullying. So that was my first one. Um, I got a, another warning for medical misinformation uh, discussing the COVID vaccine. Um, and my first strike was medical misinformation as well. But I appealed that and got the video put back up. Uh, because I was able to, I sent them sources in my appeal and proved that everything I said was backed up by government documents. Um, it was essentially, the first strike was about, it was a video about the co- um, the UK government is anticipating a COVID death wave. They had put out a request for a company to come along and develop an AI that will be able to count all of the t- and take um, take note of all the people who are suffering adverse reactions from side effects because they know that the vaccine is basically going to cause harm, is what the document said. That was a video got taken down. I appealed it. It got popped back up. Second strike was for a video I did a few days ago. Um, called Lockdown 3 It's Okay to Not Be Okay which was discussing the negative impacts of lockdown on mental health um, domestic violence and other death, deaths from other illnesses using sources um, often mainstream sources as well like ITV I use them, I use The Guardian so it's not like it was me saying a load of a load of rubbish it was stuff that has been brought up time and time again um and in that video i will admit i was very frustrated 
anyways, I wasn't in a good mood. <laughs> and I, I sort of said that they're lying to people with how much, how much this, saying lockdowns is going to help people. They're, they're essentially lying. If you look at the negatives outweigh any positives, if there is any positives in the first place, which I, I doubt, I don't think there are. And that got taken down for medical misinformation and I got my second strike as a result, which means that I can't post to you, my YouTube channel for two weeks. Um, if I get another strike, my channel gets permanently deleted and removed from YouTube. So I until actually, then, I have to be very careful. <laughs> I did actually watch that video, the last one you got banned for two weeks. I found like there wasn't anything in there that was going against what you can already find in the public domain mm. i think it's because with youtube obviously the policy that people are breaching so to speak is the youtube have a policy dedicated to say it it literally says if you breach medical misinformation the reason for it is one of two things either you have said something in a video that goes against social distancing guidelines and you are encouraging people to be near each other or you are saying something that contradicts the what the world health organization has said so to to basically pick that part is what they're saying is you have said something that goes against the current narrative that they accept that's it, yeah. That is what is basically they're trying to say, but they're not putting, obviously going to put that, but that is what they're saying. But there's a bigger, not only regardless of that, they're like taking away your free speech. And they've also mm. taken away my choice of looking at that video because I could just look at it for 10 minutes, not 10 minutes, about 10 seconds and say, oh, she's on about fucking COVID. I don't think yeah. so. Which I didn't because I like interested in like sort of, but that would be the person's choice to do that if from like they weren't interested. So there's no point in taking it down. And now you've got this Twitter page and it's like for, for some reason in just, just under a week, they've made it into a race issue. I haven't seen that. Is it, and, what, what's that about? I've, um, it's not the first, I, I had someone on my um, Instagram and I thought that's the final straw. I'm like going to take you off. You're a masker anyway. That pissed me off, but it's like their <laughs> choice. I shouldn't really say that because that's a bit ash. Um, but um, it was their choice. And then they put all these tweet memes, well, not memes, but tweets up saying, oh, it'd be different if it's like it was BLM in there. The police would start smashing schools, this, that, and the other. I went, oh, it's all different now. It's white people. And, I, and I'm like, why? Why are we even posting that? It's just you're just bringing race in to something that don't even do it. But yet two weeks ago, everyone was kicking off about a police officer that shot a black man that had a knife. Now everyone's not condemning the woman who got shot going through a window in Capitol Hall. I've seen a lot of tweets on Twitter. Um, speaking of that, about, um, the uh, people were saying about the woman who was killed stuff like, well, she won't do that again. And stuff like that. It's like, well, someone, regardless of which side you're on, so to speak, it's still a human being. That's it's not the good. Point. It's, it's, I, I really try to avoid anything 
especially with the BLM stuff. I'm just going to make a... very, it's a difficult thing to get into because it's so hot and so pe- people it get is. very easily upset over it. And I just want to make a point before I forget and we get, like go past the point of um, both of them were in the wrong. The black person, mm. the black sort of black man, shouldn't have gone for his knife. He knew the dangers. You don't fuck about with a cop. The woman who got shot was her own fault because she shouldn't have gone into a federal like a federal building climbing through a window. They both knew the risk. When you do something like that, you know the risk. Just just as like he's in like the UK, and a cop's got a taser, and you put your hand in your pocket, and he tells you not to. His only choice is like to shoot you with that taser. So it's both their faults. But what I don't like, and I, I, I condemn to the highest level, is the unfairness of it all. Fair's fair. Everyone's getting blamed. These anti-lockdown protesters are getting blamed for the massive surge. Nothing was said with the BLM protesters. And I'm only, I'm only using the BLM protesters because they're the only ones I can compare to. The cops were kneeling to them. Okay. But this time... Mm-hmm. The cops are smashing people's. I mean, they just arrested a 92-year-old for peaceful, for like peacefully protesting out just like Julian Assange hearing. Fairness has got to be the utmost. This is why I've got the podcast to let people come on, and people still say to me, "Why don't you get the other side on so two sides can like argue?" I've, I've tried. I've tried to get the Black Panthers on. I've tried to get the old 60s ones on. I've tried to get the new extreme left on. I've tried to get Antifa on. I've tried to get them people on, and they don't want to. I've challenged them on Twitter, and they just say, well, why do I want to come onto someone's podcast? Blah, blah, this, blah, blah, blah. You can't argue with that group of people. And fair is fair. Fair is fair. If um, like you're going to condemn someone for one thing, you've got to do it the same. Going back to the original point, they just kept putting all these things on about um, this, that, and the other, like that person hanging off the Capitol building outside that famous shop. Uh, they put um, a, like a title, cunt, on it. And I'm like, why didn't you do this when people were ripping down statues? Why didn't you do this when, like, mm. people were looting and smashing up small businesses in America? They took over half a town, didn't they? That, um, that and right rapper yeah. took half, and like, there was murders and rapes, and they were putting signs up. Nothing was sort of said about that. I mean, there was, but... Do you, do you see what I mean? It's like, it's why be- bring race? I think it's a, race it's, is being brought into something. Yeah, I think it's because... It Everyone's might, a racist, apparently. In my opinion, the best way for people to be controlled is if they are so divided. Um, if, if, like you said, divide and conquer. If we all got along... And we would be much stronger together. Hence, why there's all these groups of people who've, you know, race, gender, um, age, disability, all these things that time and time again just divide people. You never hear about the, you know, the positives of us as the human race. It's always this group's done this, this group's done that, um, you know, so-and-so's whatever-phobic. Um, but I, th- I think it's... The, the mainstream media really likes to play on these groups because... Oh, of course they do, yeah. Because then it goes into keeping everyone divided. Um, 
and hence hence why hence why it's done all the time because in a way it's a bit of a distraction as well if everyone's focused on this outrage to do with especially with capitol hill if everyone's focused on that they're not really looking at well what is the government doing while everyone's focusing on that what are the mainstream media saying whilst everyone's focused on this one event do you know what i mean it's it keeps Mm. people occupied and angry at each other um I think the and best what, thing you can do is just not pay attention. Also, if people do want to find out a different narrative, they can't now because Twitter's going down the pan. Um, yeah. Pal will be taken off, which is Pal is an ass to use anyway. It's, it's like so yeah, complicated. I don't like Pal. You, no, I don't. It's, I, I just got it because now everyone's moving there. But again, people saying that everyone on Pal are, are like right-wing conspiracy nutcases. No one's got a simple way now of finding out a different narrative because some people could listen to your podcast, my podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast, this, that, and the other, hear it from the horse's mouth and say, well, I've done my own research and I don't believe what you're saying and I don't really believe what the government's saying, so I'm going to look somewhere else. But people are too lazy to do that. People haven't got no self-responsibility and they believe because it's an easy option and it is an easy option. But I've got about four or five news things that I look at. I look at the Sun, our local paper, the Daily Mirror, um, Hull's local paper, BBC, Sky, RT News, and I also go to Twitter. So I've got about eight different sites coming of, and it's really interesting on how they have the headlines. Um, and then you read the article, and it's it's and it's like the article doesn't relate to the headline. And you being a journalist would know how that works better and how the media can gaslight people and can manipulate people. And it's like I'm reading one story about the subject on one paper and I'm reading it from the other subject on the other paper. It says the same thing, but one's more severe than, like, the other one. It's all done to contrive, scare and control people. And I can't believe... Well, it's it's also done because people have... People nowadays, and it's accepted in the journalism world, people are very lazy. So mm-hmm. they want, if they want to read the news, they would much rather read a headline that sums everything up than read an article to find out what is actually going on. Um, but also, especially with newspapers, newspapers, they can... The newspapers follow different guidelines to broadcasting because obviously broadcasting's offcom um and newspapers they uh, follow the editor's code are supposed to follow but um with being a newspaper you have more free reign to post what you want you you can make it obvious what sort of side you're on what your hmm. political views are as a newspaper. So, like, if, for example, with The Sun, The Sun are very obviously more right-wing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Versus if you were going to read, I don't know... The uh, Guardian. The Guardian, yeah, or um, The Metro, for example. They're more, I think, aimed at um, younger people. But... Th- the point is the headlines differ because of what they're trying to get across. 
So, and also people, are, like I said, people are lazy. They would rather read something that sums it up. And also the newspapers want to sell newspapers. So they're going to put something that's maybe not, I don't want to say not accurate, but not telling the full truth in the headline. Mm. Um and is a bit more just there to sell the newspapers. Because if you read something like, oh, God, let's try to say like a newspaper said um, 4,000 people have died from from whatever on a headline, more people probably think that of, oh, God, I'll read that. Um, Or they might look at it and think, oh, yeah, well, I know that now. But if you'd have gone into the article... Um, it might explain, um, you know, a bit of background of what actually happened. Like if it said 4,000 people died today from COVID and it said, you know, actually that so, so many of them had actually died from something else, mm. but they had COVID. With COVID, then, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like you said, it's all very ambiguous. So surely the papers who are doing that are spreading misinformation and they're not getting taken down or they're not getting chastised as where people who voice their opinion on a, like a, a three line blog on Twitter are getting kicked off for like disinformation. Well, newspapers could do newspapers can do what they really like essentially, mm. because um, there is a, um, um, a thing like Ofcom that newspapers can join but that's the point. Newspaper, it's like a, um, a, it's like it's the equivalent of Ofcom for for newspapers, um, and magazines and stuff. But the difference is that newspapers can opt into it; they don't have to be a part of it. So, if you didn't have to be a part of something, why would you, you know, what I mean, why would you do it if yeah. you didn't have to? But have you- I think I think. This is the the problem in the UK is different compared to America. Obviously, America have the Constitution and they have a right to freedom of speech. Whereas in the UK, we technically do not actually have freedom of speech whatsoever. Anything that someone doesn't agree with is classed as hate speech. Yeah. So we don't have freedom of speech here in the UK. That's that's the big thing. But I think newspapers, I mean, newspapers get sued all the time for saying stuff about people. But, I mean, I think the difference there is if it's a big outlet, say the Sun was sued to them, that's probably, you know, they were sued so many thousands for saying saying something that was proven to be false or inaccurate. To them, that's just like, you know, pennies. It's nothing, mm. it's not a problem, versus alternative outlets that are actually a lot smaller. It could destroy them. So, you see, I mean, it's, it's, it's power. It's, yeah. it's how, much, how much power you have, really. So, because your YouTube channel's been shut down for your freedom of speech, your freedom of opinion, mm. um, I've been shut down. You've got another week to go, have you? Or is it a week and a half now? Uh, it's a good 10, 11 days, I'd, I think. So what are you doing with your time instead of YouTube? And have you thought about blogging, maybe? I still do videos. 
Oh, oh, because you put them onto brand YouTube. I put them on brand YouTube. Yeah. Um, and Rumble and just alternative sites where I know my content won't get taken down. I do um have a website where I do blogging and occasionally it's more video content than anything. It's not stopped me um, this strike yeah. because YouTube is just the thing about YouTube is I don't like it because of the censorship but it is the biggest platform and easiest to use and most you know everyone in the world has used YouTube at some point so mm. everyone's on it so it's the easiest way to get in front of people but I think th- th- in a way the nice thing of having a strike is it means that I can create content that I wouldn't normally make and put on YouTube because on brand YouTube, it's not going to get taken down um, because you can say what you like over there. Um, But so I've I've done stuff on like COVID. I've done stuff on what's going on in America, the election fraud, which you're not allowed to talk about on YouTube anymore. You're not allowed to talk about the election fraud. No, you're not. They came out with a policy saying um, that any discussion, any videos that discuss election fraud will get taken down. That's this one gone then. Because <laughs> we made it. <laughs> Mike, you see him on the 6th where he was saying that he like was in front and then like in the early morning, this explosion of bullshit. <laughs> He's, I mean, I know he said that before, but to hear it from a president when he says bullshit was quite... Had the, is is there a reason? Do you think that people don't like Donald Trump? Yeah. Is just it to because... say your your camera's just frozen up. Has it? Yeah. You might want to turn your camera on and off again. This happened last time. Are you there? You're still there. I can't hear you if you're still there. Podcast.